la 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 Barbush guest. Today I wanted to take you through um, like a bit of a May 22 Biz and Life review. I've been doing these like where I share like behind the scenes numbers and life blessings, challenges, what I've created in my business, how much revenue I generated, my expenses, my goals for the next month, all that kind of stuff. And if you want to see the companion pictures, you can go to leonidawson.com forward slash May 22, no. May 2-2. That's what we're going with. 22 is too difficult to say because I want to say 2022, but it's not. It's just 2-2. I'm glad we got that cleared up. Sweet Jesus. So um, I thought I'd do a check-in with like how I went with my goals for the month as well that I set the month before. So in life, I wanted to get our new house renovation done. We did that. I'm so glad we did it. It was a like kind of overwhelming we haven't really done that sort of renovation before and um, it felt like beyond our skill set but we did it and I'm so thrilled that we did because it looks stunning uh, move in we did it's such a blessing to be here then we my other goal was to prep new house for sale done mammoth effort but we it's just about to list my other goal was to stay sane done thanks to my bestie, my husband, my best friend, because teamwork makes the dream work. Also, don't fuck up my back, did, nailed it, thanks to the help of my osteopath and Pilates instructor, and I don't fuck up my nervous system, and done. Thank you, medically prescribed CBD oil. I'll talk more about that in detail in a second. Uh, and in my business, my three main goals were to work with my incubator coaching clients, to get have the get organized course completed launched put to bed all that kind of stuff and make weekly newsletters and those were mostly done so what i got up to in life like i'm not really even sure where to start because may was really intense and transformative for us so we packed up our acreage home i made the mistake of packing everything myself like a straight up idiot um we got flooded in again at the acreage house and the bridge near our acreage house went under so we went on this kind of rescue mission to get the kids from school i'm thrilled to now be living in a place that won't get flooded in uh, we didn't get flooding in our house thank fuck but it was just like the difficulty of um constantly having well not constant but fairly regularly having floods or issues and there's like been times when our school run is for five hours a day because we have to take flooding detours and we started feeling a little bit nutty <laughs> of course um we settled on our new home near the beach we had our renovations done we got new wood flooring and um, wallpaper removed as well we moved into the new house there's still lots of boxes to unpack but overall we're fucking delighted um the acreage started going up for sale so we got in gardeners painters cleaners stylists etc we moved my parents-in-law into our investment property so we could spend more time with them and look after them better than what we've been able to do our new home is now like four minutes from their new home now instead of two hours so what a what a joy um on top of all this while i was sitting on the front lawn of our new house waiting for removalist truck i got 
the phone call you know that one like the one that just makes your heart drop and your world begin to spin and one of my closest family members has been diagnosed with cancer it's not me or my husband or my kids I'd be fucking catatonic uh, if that was the case it's still bloody heart-wrenching though and I can't really share details as it's not my story to tell and they want you know privacy of their own of course I just feel like I'm wandering around with this just enormous invisible load on top of it so it's all colors of the rainbow this month just work and joy and difficulty and those fucked up life situations if you know what I mean anyway it's like it's definitely a case of, of life being brutal, as Glennon Doyle would say. It's one part brutal and the other part beautiful. So I want to like talk a little bit more about a new house because I fucking love our new house. I haven't been in love with a house since we lived in Coranda seven years ago. I'm just thrilled to bits. Honestly, we only moved like 30 minutes south of the acreage so we haven't had to change schools doctors post boxes or anything like that we just get to be closer to things and even though we move back from an acreage back into suburbia our kids are outside playing more than ever because we live on a cul-de-sac and it's like we've been transported back in time to the 1970s there's like lots of kid on the, kids on the street they play out there constantly my kids have already made friends with the other kids and they're often out there playing hopscotch or handball or riding scooters or drawing with chalk until I call them in at sunset because it's gotten too dark and even then they start arguing that <laughs> the sky's still somewhat blue uh, we've also met almost all our neighbors now and they are super friendly and lovely this street even has its own Christmas party each year We've never experienced such a communal street before. Like, what in the retro fuck is this? Um, but it is just such a gorgeous and unexpected blessing. I remember, like, before we left the acreage, we talked about what we were going to, like, miss the most. And my husband said he would miss the birds in our backyard and that he hoped a butcher bird that we would always call Mr. Clippy would come and find us. And the first weekend we were here, was sitting on the veranda with his parents and a butcher bird came and sat on his mum's chair right next to her and we're all like oh my god Mr. Clippy you found us <laughs> so that's really bloody cute um overall really like it's just such a blessing to be near the beach again closer to friends closer to family and much less less travel distance to everything um this morning we went to our favorite library which is like five minutes from here and then we went and got our favorite food from our favorite cafe and then we went and sat um, in the park overlooking the ocean and it was just so beautiful and our kids were playing and just having the best time uh, and then I went and took my eldest kid to a, um, a, a clothing shop that I thought she would really like and she was just instantly in love and then we ran into one of our friends that I haven't seen in years there like it's probably three years since I've seen her last and it's kind of just been happening so constantly since we've moved back here we just run into friends all the time um, even though like where we were in the acreage was like a similar like distance to stuff I don't know it just seems like more communal here somehow anyway 
so beautiful my heart's very full I'm very fucking grateful next up I thought I would share my experiments with CBD oil um, and share like the details about that so I've been testing medically prescribed CBD oil for a few months now to treat my anxiety levels and pain from having hypermobility I've only I've only taken cannabis once before um, it was a fairly short time ago and that of course has THC in it and it made me hyperactive completely non-verbal I didn't enjoy it I've never used illegal substances outside of that I didn't have any desire to and even after having cannabis once before I didn't have desire to like do it again I was like <laughs> I just feel like my my brain chemistry is kind of wild and magical and sensitive enough without me fucking with it um, interestingly like one of my neurodiverse friends said that there's some research that shows that um, drugs work very differently on autistic brains so when one person feels very relaxed on something a neurodiverse person will likely have the opposite effect <laughs> um, anyway so um, I wasn't really interested in taking any cannabis or anything like that again um, but a hypermobile friend mentioned to me that they'd used CBD oil for pain levels so I sat with it for a long time and I decided I may as well try it because I'm and because I'm a very much a rule follower I wanted to get it medically prescribed so I did a telehealth appointment with a registered nurse and a GP through um, Montu which is montu.com.au um, that was pretty easy to like get that set up and then I had to wait for the appointments and for then the um, prescription to be approved but it was pretty seamless and I decided to start off by only trying CBD oil without THC like the psychoactive component and I'll be honest like the first time I took it I felt absolutely nothing I didn't feel more relaxed sleepy or any other mood change and I was so impressed that I didn't actually even have any more for a couple of weeks when I decided like you know since I was paid for the bottles which are quite expensive I might try some consistent treatment to at least use up the bottles and what I discovered was that with consistent use it had this very cumulative effect which was subtle and yet completely fucking life-changing and like I get that that's gonna make me sound like an absolute wanker so try and stay with me I'll try and explain from a more practical level so most significantly for me it reduces the impact of my autism so for example a big day out with a lot of stimulation would usually take me at least three days to recover from like my senses are so overstimulated my head pounds my thoughts race anxiety accelerates my skin feels like it's on fire my brain feels like it's on fire um, it's like you know like when a computer is trying to process too much stuff at once and it heats up and starts to fuck up that's me that's me when I've taken too much in um, and it actually feels physically painful and when it's um, really you know really significant I lose the capacity to speak I become nonverbal um, so I'm very aware of how much I need to monitor my you know intake of stimulation um, however now that I'm on CBD if I get like a decent sleep that night after a big day out I'm pretty much fine the next day which is fucking gobsmacking like 
I still need to monitor like how much I schedule into my calendar, of course, but the autistic shutdowns are far less severe and it feels like I've kind of got this cushioning in my life that I just did not have whatsoever before. After like the month of intensity in May with moving and the big life stuff and all that stuff, I would fully expect to be enormously fucked up, both physically and mentally. And I'm just, I'm not though. I'm tired, but I'm not fucked. And that's enormous for me. Um, Also just on a daily basis, breakthrough anxiety occurs much less and I'm doing less emotional eating. It feels like something good is happening in my brain, like it's lubricating my brain somehow. Um, and that's lovely. That's really lovely. And that's just like basic bitch CBD oil without the THC. So like there's no, like you don't get high, you get nothing. (laughs) Some, I think neurotypical people probably find it relaxing. I don't notice any relax, relaxing benefits to it whatsoever. Um, but I definitely notice like the significance in less autism intensity. Now, I do want to, cl- like, to be clear, I am still using my antidepressants. At some point, I might be able to reduce my dosage because my anxiety levels are managed. And apparently, a lot of CBD patients can eventually go off them completely depending on what they have. Um, I, for mine, I'm not, I'm reticent to go completely off them because they also serve as a preventative buffer for depressive episodes for me. Depression is a significantly occurring mental health condition in my family, so I know I'm genetically predisposed. And the last two episodes, depressive episodes I've had, which was a few months ago and a few years ago, like they they were difficult enough that I don't need like want to go anywhere near one again. So for me, I'm very happy to like to stay on meds and CBD. I'm just so fucking thrilled honestly that I tried out CBD oil I genuinely can't imagine having to go through life like raw dogging it without CBD oil (laughs) as the young ones would say raw dogging it Ah, good times good times Uh, in May I also like needed something to use as stress relief during my move so I started making like digital collage portraits of some of my friends um, using my digital illustration setup, I am so fucking in love with them. If you want to go see them, go over to leonidawson.com forward slash May 22. Um, and you will find pictures of some of my darlingest friends and um, some of my business friends as well. Like Tina Tower and Ariel Meadows Starlings and DDT and Lizzie Goddard and Natasha Corbin. And I've just got such awesome friends. Um also, I do want to like name drop that like me and Tash Corbin, like we, we, we've been online mates for quite a while, but now we're actual like real life friends who live near each other and go to dinner and talk shit in person and stuff. Like I fucking love that chick. I fucking love her so much. Um, she's just the bomb.com. If you love Tash, I just want you to know she's even more incredible in person. <laughs> I'm a massive fangirl. I'm a friend, but fucking fangirl. <laughs> Okay, um, in terms of books, uh, um, my five, no, four favorites from May were The Life-Changing Magic of a Little Bit of Mess by Kerry Sackville. I just love a good fuck-cleaning book. It's really inspiring, honestly. Um, One of my mates, Abby from Vivian Lou, which is like this, um, they do insoles for high heels. I'll never need them, but if you're somebody who wears high heels, they like fucking like aero-designed shit to 
make you be able to wear high heels for longer. <laughs> Maybe she should make insoles for people to be able to just go barefoot for longer. A bit of arch support, you know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, she wrote a great book. Um, it's just a business memoir called Strap on a Pair by Abby Lou Walker. Love it. You can find it on Kindle Unlimited or like all the places, but she is golden. Uh, I also really loved this kind of wild scrapbook style memoir um, called Century Girl. Oh, no, it wasn't a memoir. It was a biography. Yeah, because it wasn't about. Okay. It was about somebody else. It wasn't the person who drew it, but it's pretty awesome. Um, so it's called Century Girl, 100 Years in the Life of Doris Eaton Travis, the last living star of the Ziegfeld Follies by Lauren Redness. And basically it's taking you through this amazing woman's life but with like photos and it's all hand drawn and handwritten and it's got it's just oh god I loved it I fucking loved it I wish there was more like graphic style books on the market and I know that there's like shit tons of them because I've bought most of them but I fucking love the combination of words and pictures and especially when it's hand drawn like oh I'd blow me away. Uh, I also loved They Called Us Enemy by George Takai, which is a graphic novel on George Takai's childhood. And I genuinely had no idea about the part in American history where, like, American government arrested Japanese-American residents and put them in concentration camps for years because they're at war with Japan. Like, holy fuck. So intense. Such a great historical um, memoir in a graphic novel because I fucking love them. <laughs> All right, best TV. Me and my love have been continuing to treat ourselves to daytime viewings of Dead Pixels. Hot damn, it's fucking funny. It's like an English show. Um, I love British comedy of um, two like people in their 20s who love gaming and just the dysfunctional ways they behave in the world and it is incredible. <laughs> And it's somebody like, I quite like, you know, I quite like games. Um, my husband loves games, video games and stuff like that. And sometimes we look at each other and go, you, that's you right now on TV. It's so funny. Um, we also have been watching with the kids, um, Ryan Tran, Tran. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. T-R-A-H-A-N. Anyway, he's doing this YouTube series each night about crossing the US on one cent. He is 10 out of 10 adorable. He is absolutely golden retriever energy. Highly recommend that. Just It's it's actually a really great series. <laughs> now, in terms of what I did in my business, May was filled with finishing the Get Organized course, launching a live round of my Sales Star e-course, coaching my small group of mentorees on their business, and creating a free monthly business template, which you can find on the blog as well. And I did a few different blog posts, like a big scrapbook of 41 magical and inspiring things I found on the web of late. Um, anyway, go to leandills.com forward slash May 22 and you will find it all there. I also did four interviews on the Rach Active podcast, the Planner Craft Pro Summit, Master of None with Cheryl Woodhouse and Marketing Without Social Media with Viv Guy. Now, I've got a big list of the different kinds of software I use to run in my business. If you go to learningdawson.com forward slash May 22, you'll be able to find them there. Now, in terms of how much money I made in May, $91,044, which is um, 
super sweet, especially since it was a month where a lot of life stuff happened and I moved and um, it was hectic. Now, in terms of where that income came from, uh, e-courses brought in 82657 My digital Goal Getter Planners brought in $455. Goal Getter Planners, for like the print royalty editions, were $223. My passive income business that I set up a few years ago and have, haven't touched for years brought in $7,039. Uh, my shares in ethical managed funds didn't increase this time. That's fine. Um, my investment property now converted to a family property for in-laws. So I probably won't share the data on that anymore. Um, that's fine. We've got, you know, an investment property there. I was an affiliate for Kajabi that earned me $670. And um, that is all. Now, in terms of my e-course break, income breakdown, Salestar brought in $45,000. Uh, Get Organized brought in $12,000. Market oh, 40 Days to Create and Sell Your E-Course brought in just under $5,000. Marketing Without Social Media brought in just under $4,000. Um, Money Manifesting Multiple Streams of Income brought in $2,500. And Work Less Earn More brought in $840. $2. And my mini workshop, which is only like five or seven bucks or some shit like that, uh, they brought in $123. So what, what? Now, popular request, I'm going to include expenses for the business as well, just to give you like a even more transparent look at profitability. Um, for contractors, I spent just under six grand. Um, that's for one part-time customer service virtual assistant and one part-time online business manager. Now that's probably like on the higher side for pricing, but I don't mind paying them more for people who I trust and have a long-term working relationship with. I want them to feel appreciated. I want them to be able to live good and sustainable lives, all that kind of stuff. Um, we also made a donation of seven and a half thousand dollars to a local indigenous organization called SEVGEN, S-E-V-G-E-N. And that's helping them establish their bush tucker orchard. And um, it's it's kind of like a bulk donation. Usually we, we donate about 20, between 20 and 30 grand every year. Um, and doing the, um, so like seven and a half is kind of like, I don't know, three or four months of our usual giving, which is groovy. I just called them. Um, and said, what do you need? <laughs> and she said, oh, we need pruning equipment to prune the orchard, but that's like two and a half thousand dollars. I said, that's fine. I'll take care of that. Anything else you need? And she's like, oh, okay, well, um, we want to have a freeze dryer because they're planting kind of like native fruits and stuff like that. And they want to be able to freeze dry them to sell them to market. Um, and I was like, that sounds phenomenal. So, and she's like, that's 5,000. I was like, that's cool. We can take care of that. And she was so stoked and just makes me so happy. So at some point I'd like to like, they invited me out to their bush tucker orchard to check it out. And I will sometime. That'd be so super fun. Um, oh, business tax. We paid this, um, that month as well. So that was $31,830, which was, it's a much larger yearly tax bill, not just our usual monthly tax, which is under 10 grand. Our affiliates, we paid out $7,200 to, and like I regard that as like the advertising fee. Um, and I love giving it to small women and like small businesses that are owned by women and non-binary people because, um, like I would so much rather pay them than fucking Zuckerberg for his bullshit. 
Uh, PayPal and account fees were around two and a half. Software subscriptions were just under four grand this, this time because we had a couple of annual expenses. Website hosting cost $98. Um, courses and books for me and my staff to learn from. We are always continuously learning. Just under three grand. That's pretty constant. Like I, we invest heavily <laughs> in education and I don't give one single fuck about that. <laughs> Um, and I also have to make a minimum purchase order for my passive income business, which was $150. So total expenses this month was $61,981. They're much higher than usual. Half of it, half of those expenses is to paying the annual tax due. And of course, the $7,500 donation, which you know, we're totally fucking stoked to do anyway. So profit levels, total profit was 59993 before tax or 29063 after tax. So that's approximately like 65% profit EBIT, which is earnings before interest and tax and 31% profit earnings after tax. Now, not as high as usual, but super great profit numbers anyway um, and totally happy to pay taxes and donate so, so much and from you know that profit as well my husband and I take salaries that we then pay personal tax on and we pay compulsory superannuation which is contributions to retirement funds as well and the rest of the profit stays in the holding company gets regularly invested in ethical managed funds now if you want more details on how we manage and grow our income streams check out um, my e-course money manifesting in multiple streams of income because that'll be so useful now in terms of my goals for next month is just you know stay sane yeah <laughs> finish unpacking Woo. reinstall some good habits and catch up with some friends and in business I just need to decide on what I want to do next and get back on track with my usual business habits of creating and sharing and um, planning all that kind of stuff um, and keep encouraging my incubated clients as well so it's a total fucking joy to be here. Thanks as always for sharing this journey with me. Thanks for being patient when podcast episodes are few and far between. I really just do them when I feel like it's the right time, you know. So um, it's the right time, it's the right place. And I love you, love you, love you, love you. Bye. <laughs>